This week on Grip and Grin, the team is able to pull it together and carve a couple notches into the bow. The expanded chapter of the Whitetail season here in Maine is ongoing. With the camera pull of the week, new targets reveal themselves as they climb to the top of the hit list. Now, the sights pivot towards broader regions of regular archery. So harness up and hang on as we report the highs and the lows of the archery season thus far. I got a I got a short story for you. So, one of our listeners, okay, was I encountered this listener on my uh, my uh, how would you say it passing, and talking to this listener, I was like, "What are you doing?" Like, "Oh, we're doing like this like scavenger hunt." I was like, "Oh, that's cool." I was like, "That's sweet." And all of a sudden, I was like, "What are you looking for?" And it said, "You have to take a picture of something small." And I was like, oh. And then immediately he just comes back with like, yeah, I was going to ask you if you could show me a picture of one of your fish, but, you know. I was like, oh. Absolutely roasted. (laughs) Dude, I had no comeback. Zero. I was just like, yep, you you got me there for sure. For sure. But uh, there's more fishing to come. Yeah, there's definitely more more fishing fishing to come, come. and we haven't done this in a while. (laughs) So hello it's been, again. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been some uh it's been some time. So as always, you gotta check out the Instagram. We've been posting a lot of fish, a lot of game camera photos, even uh some of your success from this season so far. Yes, sir. And um, you know, other good content coming out. We're gonna actually uh grind out some episodes tonight. And yeah, but as always check out the Instagram. It's pretty sweet. Like and subscribe, share with your friends, share with people. You know, we're just getting into it. It's just, I'm not. It's already end of October, which is weird. But <laughs> freaking crazy, ice fishing is like knocking on our doorstep. Um, but the last time we discussed, the last time we had an actual pod, we were talking about expanded hunting, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Yeah, Think of that. A lot, a lot's happened since then. A lot, and you know. For you listeners, you're probably like, "Why the hell are they posting, dude? We have got content. We have, we have been accumulating content." The other thing is, I get out of work and then I'm trying to get out, and then I go out hunt, then drive thirty to forty minutes, and I get home and it's seven thirty, and I'm gonna try to go right. out in the morning, so I have to go to bed by eight. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we've been, I mean, we've been grinding. No, I wouldn't say grinding. We've just been putting in the hours, is what we've been doing. Yep. Um, but, uh, we're going to dive right into it here and talk about the, the, the tail end of my expanded hunting and, you know, based on my camera observations in my normal archery spot, the October low came a little bit earlier. And so with that, with those pictures, I realized I'm like, well, why would I leave deer to find more deer? Like, yes, I I'm dying to get into my spots, but, um, had to get back into the expanded spots. So, because I knew there were deer there, I knew their patterns quite well based on all the research that we had done. So, um, you know, I, I continued to do the expanded hunt, uh, hunting early on because let's be honest, and you know this from experience, excuse me, is that hunters, as soon as the archery, regular archery opens up, where do they go? They go to their spots. Their best spot. For regular arts. Right. So, like, they're just like, oh, I'm all in. And with all those tree stands that we had in the expanded area... I knew that those were going to be open and there's less pressure. Mm-hmm. So I just, I stuck to my guns and I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep hunting the expanded zone. And so there was one afternoon I was walking in and right off the bat, I jumped three deer and I was like, holy shit. I was like, okay. I was like, I'm in it. I'm in it. But I didn't, I didn't necessarily see that as an oh shit moment. I saw that as like, uh, I'm, I'm in the middle of these deer. You like, finally have found them. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, okay, so I that's verifying the the right decision that I made to stick with expanded. And I was like, all right, this is awesome. So continued on walking to 
the spot, the tree that I had picked so out. So before you get to that, though, we were hiking in like a mile and a half at this location. Hell yeah. And then by Hell the yeah. end of it, I think we mentioned, you know, on the walkout, we would see deer crossing right yeah. at the beginning of like the parking area. So then you made that adjustment to actually move to that area instead of hiking all the way in there where we were seeing nothing. Right. So what I did was I just stuck to that closer to the parking lot area and just making sure that um, I wasn't going too far in because I kind of learned their crossing patterns after a while. So I stuck to that trail. And as I'm walking in, you know, after jumping those three deer, I walk another 20, 30 yards and there's a, a longer tote road uh, to get down to the to the tree. And off in the distance, I'd walked it many times. I'm going, man, that stump was not there like last week. I'm like, that's kind of messed up. And I was like, wait, that stump just like flicked the tail. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's a deer. So immediately expanded. You're like, here we go. Like, <laughs> time, time, the time is now. You know what I mean? So uh, I initially, there was like old, um, like dying ferns. They were like green, uh, not green, but like brown ferns. And I immediately dropped to my knees. And all you could see was like the top of my head out of these ferns. It was perfect. Sat down. And, uh, you know, before, before knocking up and getting the release onto the bowstring, what I did was is I ranged a tree a little bit down the tote road as far as I could see. Because I knew, I'm like, that de that deer is going to walk up this tote road. Like, there's no doubt. It's going to walk up this tote road. Uh, because if you listen to our previous pods, there was a lot of young uh, growth on this in this particular area. So they had clear-cut most of this property. Um, and so this deer was walking up one of those, one of those access points. And... It was 50-50. That deer was either going to go left or right. And I'm ready. I ranged the tree. It was 30 yards. I was like, all right, that's my longest shot from the ground. And the deer, I could see it come to the point of 30 yards. I was like, there it is. And steps broadside. And I'm like, can I take that shot, my bow? <laughs> After all these years, I had complete confidence in my equipment. I'm like, yes, here we go. Literally draw back. Thought of you. <laughs> thought of you. Dude, that swing thought every time now, that's what I got. Hell yeah, baby. Draw back. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, this is for Andrew. Literally draw back. There was one hemlock tree that I was like, ah, I could slip it by. But I was like, complete confidence. Fuck it. Let the arrow go. And dude, the sound of that arrow impacting just knew instantly. I was like, yep, that's a hit. Runs off maybe 30 yards and just completely crashes, falls over. I call you, I call my old man, and, uh, you know, pretty easy track, once again, with those Rage broadheads. I mean, dude, <laughs> I couldn't even find my arrow. It was a clean pass-through. Couldn't even find my arrow. Um, but, yeah, that doe, she ran 30 yards, and boom, there she was. So, Here we go. So one of the things that's, that's funny is that day... I think it was the opener or the day after my opener. So I haven't been out in maybe like four or five weeks. And I was on yep. my way and I got the call right out of work, answered it. And I'm like, I know exactly why he's calling me at like 4.30 or whatever it was. <laughs> I'm like, I know exactly why. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it was, it was weird because, yeah, I shot it uh, a little bit earlier. And so I had all this time in the afternoon it was very weird, and I was like, wow, I could just take my time, you know, and uh, looking over the deer, she had quite a few ticks on her. I was actually um, quite surprised with how many ticks, really? um, which is weird because walking in there, I haven't had a tick on me yet, but I noticed that there was a lot of ticks. Hmm. Um, another another observation that I made, my shot was a little far back uh, because she was, like, stepping. I didn't grunt. I didn't bleat at this deer, um, so she was kind of, like, in stride as I shot. Um, and, uh, another observation was a lot of fat inside, a lot of fat inside. Can I, and can I make kind of one a, more, one statement here? It's like fucking acorns. They always got a bunch of fucking fat unless they're a fawn. <laughs> That's another thing. Oh, a lot of fat in them. Oh, there's a lot of acorns. Fuck but yeah. is that, is that statistically proven though? Like, I don't you know. Hear about I, from I, I don't know, but I'm just saying, I feel like I hear this year in and year out. <laughs> 
you hear from hunters like, oh, there was a lot of fat in my deer, so it's going to be a rough winter. Like, is that true? Is there a correlation between <laughs> that or is no. that myth? What, what, okay. Like, no, I don't think so. I don't. Because, like, that would be badass. Last year. That would be fucking badass. <laughs> I, yeah, I just, it's one of those things that, like, you know, growing up, I heard it quite a bit and just like, oh, a lot of fat. It's going to be a rough winter. Like, I feel like just deer gorge themselves with whatever they can. Um, but another observation, I know there's a lot of observations here, but I also noticed that uh, as far as food, because you mentioned acorns, she had acorns and she had um, some grass. But the biggest thing, the majority of her diet inside, mushrooms. Oh, yeah, I remember you saying grazing, that. Grazing on mushrooms. I was like, no kidding. So just walking along, I mean, there's mushrooms everywhere. So they're just grazing on these mushrooms. I was like, that's crazy. Um but you see squirrels all the time eating those mushrooms. But. That's pretty cool. I haven't, I haven't seen that before. So, you got one. <laughs> <laughs> one. And yeah. Um, let's not even let 24 hours pass from going to your butcher, getting back home. Dude, so, like, I went to tag this deer, and, like, they're making tagging so goddamn difficult. Like, I'm not saying, like, the state of Maine. I'm saying, like, the actual tagging stations i like look up online of like the nearest tagging station and they're like oh they close at eight i'm like all right sweet i got plenty of time i go there nope they close at seven actually because of like special hours and uh because they're they have trouble finding help i guess right now I feel like everyone um, is <laughs> yeah so that, there's that and i was like god damn it so then i had to go and find luckily i found another place just down the road so i was able to do that um thankfully so when the woman's like, what do you want? I was like, I'm here to tag a deer. She's like, I was like, do you do that, right? She's like, yeah. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> like, I was thanking her so much. She's like, don't worry about it. But yeah, full throttle, man. I didn't let off. Um, I went right back to that same spot because I told myself, I'm like, I jumped three deer on the way in that day. I was like, you know, there's three more right there. <laughs> what the heck? Like, I'll go back. Like, why not? So this time... Um, you know, walking in, I literally got to my tree. I was like, thank Lord, like got up in the tree, you know, did all that, got set up sitting. It's a great sit. Um, it was really, really quiet. <laughs> like you could hear traffic and that's about it. Um, but it was really quiet, you know, had the, had the ozonics going. Um, and I was literally about to like I think legal time that night was 6.36 or something like that. And at 6.28, I was going to pack up. And I, like, thought of you again. I was like, nope. <laughs> you sit your ass right until legal time. Like, you sit right there. And literally, dude, two minutes later, I hear, like, a snap. So I'm like, okay. Like, that's something. <laughs> the, right, what what was your analogy when you told me? It was like, I'm, I'm on, like code yellow or something like yeah, defcon I'm on code 2 yellow. <laughs> yeah defcon 2 uh code yellow i i'm i'm homing in on that uh you know that that twig but i'm like waiting for something else and when the second twig snapped i was like deer that is a deer literally you know latch up the release here we go it's game time whoop let's do it and this deer walked right beneath me and I was like, holy crap, the Ozonics, I was like, with the humming sound that we mentioned, I was like, that it, it's got to hear that. And nope, walked right beneath me. I was like, holy crap, I could spit on this deer at the base of my tree stand. Um, but, uh, you know, sitting in that, in that saddle, I was able to pivot around the tree to get a nice, perfect broadside shot. And uh, once again, that swing shot at 6, 6.30, <laughs> steps broadside, maybe maybe eight yards i mean <laughs> literally i'm going if you miss this deer <laughs> we got issues i'm like yeah i'm like come on i'm having like flashbacks to teddy you know what i mean missing that turkey at 12 yards but no it was a great shot i mean i went through the checklist getting that shot off and uh i mean absolutely annihilated that shot i right through the heart it was a perfect placement um that deer ran maybe 20 25 yards and the loudest crash I had ever seen, or ever heard, I should say. But uh, no, it was great. It was a little spike horn and uh, 134 pounds, which, hey, 
That's a great meat buck out of the expanded zone. I'll take that all day. Um, yeah. But it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 24 hours, man. <laughs> Dude, literally two deer in two days. Two deer in two days. You last year shot a double. That's, I think, more impressive. Okay. But I don't think neither of us have ever shot two deer in two days. No. Yeah. I, I usually don't even get out the next day. <laughs> like, I I couldn't believe it. I was like, holy crap. I, I, yeah, I was just absolutely floored. But the second one, I had talked to you about this. And with the second one, I had no adrenaline. Like, there was no adrenaline. Like, the heart wasn't pounding. I was just like, yep, yep, okay, yep. And draw back, yep. Uh, pin location, yep. And... Even after I shot, I literally was like, well, and got out of my tree stand, just like started packing up because I already knew it was dead. I could oh, just about see it uh, where it ran off. But I mean, I asked you the question. I was like, is this mastery or is this boredom? See, I don't know. You could definitely argue it both ways in which we did kind of. I mean, we didn't really argue it, but discussed it both ways. And I don't know. I definitely see it as like a mastery rather than boredom. I feel like it's like you also just had one the day before and you know you kind of got out of your system over the years of shooting like smaller deer and now it's just like this is the procedure to do it and then get it done but I'm curious to your take on it uh, so like I think with my take initially I thought it was like is this like just too easy for me and that's no it's not it's <laughs> well, well it was not on the future episodes we'll talk about our struggles <laughs> Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the moment. Um, it's been fucking horrible. It's, dude, it's, it's, it's like a dried well. <laughs> but uh, as far as the adrenaline, like, I feel like with that dough the first day, I had just this, this, this focus, like tunnel vision of just like, I'm just so focused on, you know, this area, what they're doing that. I wasn't surprised that that deer came through because I know the pattern. I was like, yeah, here we go. And I don't think it's boredom. Um, yeah. I I don't. Th I think it was just the adrenaline and everything on the first one because the heart was definitely beating on the ground shooting at a deer. That dude <laughs> gets the heart pumping. But, you know, from a tree stand and uh, from the saddle even, that's my first deer with a saddle. Yeah. So that – Let's go back to our goals. What two goals did you did you uh, well? What goal did you give me? So the one goal the I had for you was to get two deer by the October lull, which you were like, I don't think I can do it. I <laughs> do it, but you fucking I did it easily. Did and it. then you had your own goal of shooting one out of the saddle. Correct. So, yep. Check 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 check. So um, that's great. You know, it's meat in the freezer. Um, huge weight off my shoulders. That's for sure. Um, but, uh, now, now going into the, the regular archery, um, I'm able to use my crossbow now. So that's sick. Um, that's been a steep learning curve, learning all the ins and outs and procedures of that. But, uh, now going for one of those target bucks and, uh, Check on the Instagram. hopefully, <laughs> dude, it's you, just you wait. listeners, you wait, <laughs> you wait, you like wait two or three days and you're going to be like, Oh shit. <laughs> Oh man, it's good shit. It is good stuff, man. Um, but change I mean, the camera to video mode. <laughs> <laughs> clutch, clutch. But uh, no, two meat, two deer in the freezer. Um, you know, meat on the table for the family, which is great. And uh, you know, as far as full throttle on day two, I was full throttle. After that second deer, I was like, all right, we we can back off on the throttle just a little <laughs> bit. Um, so cat, you know. I wouldn't say it's casual hunting, but I am more or less now getting into like how would you how would you put that? Opportunistic uh, maybe, like hunting the good yeah. hunts kind of deal. Yeah, exactly. Is the weather right? Is the wind right? Is this right? Like just making sure the the ideal conditions are right. And also note that a lot of time has passed between the deer getting shot and now. So it was definitely casual with the warm weather and then like slowly get back into it. Then we got back into it kind of fully. And, yeah, because uh, it was it was a little confusing because um, when you posted on Instagram, I didn't obviously shoot it that day. Um, yeah, that was weeks ago. That was, we've been we've been backlogging. 
um, just waiting for the right time. So we are waiting until we uh, we're gonna release an episode soon. So yeah. Um, now you have that to follow up with. Uh, go ahead and uh, you should talk about your opening day. Yeah. So it's been an interesting. I it's weird to say three weeks. It's only been three weeks. You know, you've <laughs> had day for two months. <laughs> Yeah, you're at week almost week nine going on rifle season. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get my camo out. Let's get out there. But uh, so I mentioned it before. There's two openers, one for like the eastern part of the state, and one for the western part of the state, central and western. So uh, October fourth was the first opener. So I had a public land spot in the eastern part of the state. So I've been, you know, scouting that all out all the summer. Had a general idea of where I wanted to hunt. You know, I was thinking people are going to go way back in there. They're going to go close to the houses. I'm going to set up right in this little pinch point. And it's a dynamite pinch point. Let me put that out there. Dynamite. Like like a three-way intersection pinching right to this one point. If they're going to come through here, they have to go right there. And it was the case until they went nocturnal on me. But... um. Mm. Were you seeing a lot of other hunters in there? Uh, so I actually wasn't seeing a lot of other deer hunters. And as time went on, it picked up, you know, for the first two weeks. I only hunted there for two weeks. Mm. So the first week, it was slow. It was 80 degrees every day, humid. The mosquitoes down here are fucking wretched. <laughs> like, <laughs> wretched. I am not exaggerating how bad the mosquitoes are. Like, worse than turkey hunting. Jeez. So, was was tough, but putting in my time, and I remember telling you this. I texted you. I was like, it was the fourth day, which was Thursday, and I was like, this is the first day we have any sort of wind. We've been hunting calm, eighty degree days, and I was yeah. like, I feel like something's gonna happen today. It's the first day I've hunted where there's. That's right. That's right. Because those first days, it was like eighty degrees. It was like seventy degrees up here, but it was like eighty degrees down 80 there. Eighty degrees it was and calm, freaking hot as. Like, no wind. And this was, like, 10 miles an hour. And usually I'm like, oh, fuck, it's going to be windy. Like, whatever. But I was like, oh, I think this could work to my advantage, which it did. So I was sitting there covering that pitch point, And then I look up, see a doe and two yearlings right behind. I'm like, all right, like, go time. Like, get this ready. It's coming right at me. So I have to pivot around the stand or the saddle, I mean, and... They're coming right at me. I'm waiting for them to cut a little broadside, but it's a narrow opportunity. Draw back, perfect bleat, stops broadside, perfect. Pull the uh, the trigger. <laughs> Fucking arrow deflects off a branch that was like right in front of me that I didn't see. And this is like a little puny little, like, like, like tiny little thing. I'm like, oh, well, fuck. Literally the arrow goes off. Hits a tree, then hits a rock, sparks, explodes everywhere. I'm like, yep, been there. Fuck, like, <laughs> whatever. I, I, I wasn't really upset because I would have never noticed it until that one moment. So I was like, yeah, they're not gonna come back for a while. <laughs> Jeez. So, dude, you don't realize how many sparks come off that oh, I know. broadhead it's, tip. It's freaking crazy. Cause did we, did we talk about my fuck up? Uh, I don't know. Did we? Cause I did a, I, so when I was in the expand zone, I drew back to like get a full range of my shoot lanes, and like when I released it forward, it like I don't know, it like popped off my release, so the arrow shot, and I was like, whoa! <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And it went, and there's a rock wall in front of me, and just sparks, just. <laughs> I was like. All right, if they didn't hear that, they must have saw that flare. Like, it was just, like, sparks going every which way. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing out here? Like, pack up and leave. But I didn't. I, I stuck it out. Just put another arrow in. Just kept hunting. But, yeah. Yeah, I was surprised. Like, there. that's the first time, you know, I missed a deer last year. But this is my first deflection and only my second miss with a bow. I don't know if you can really now. Like in that moment, what did you keep hunting? Or oh yeah, did you pack uh, up no, I just I sat there because I I thought they could double back because the fawns ran a different way from the doe, so I thought there was a uh... chance they could meet back up. 
Yep. But uh, never never worked out. And there wasn't a lot of time left. It was like 30 minutes left. So then, the week after that, duck hunters roll in because there's a swamp right there. And yep. all a bunch of hunters show up. Blown to shit. Haven't got a single picture. And, and that was two weeks ago. Haven't got a single picture of a deer since. I just checked the camera. Wow. Did you put a mock scrape there? Uh, yeah, I did. And there was nothing on the mock scrape now? Just nothing. So I pulled one of my cameras. Dude, that's crazy. Pulled one of my cameras. I'm not going back there, you know, maybe later on. We'll see. I have one camera in there. But uh, I was lucky enough to get private land to hunt from a coworker. Nice coworker. That was clutch. That was so clutch. it's a tight, tight piece of property, but it's in the western part or the western zones, you could say, which is just right across the highway. Um, and that season opened up October 18th. So we could go today and, you know, I've been hunting there really hard because I haven't wanted to go back to the other place. It's just been dead. The temperatures have finally dropped for once and, uh, I have a pretty nice setup. I sent you a video of it you know, I have two good shooting lanes. I'm like way up in the tree, but I'm concealed. Well, is that the one that looks, is it the one that looks open? Yeah. So it looks open, but, um, it's definitely not. And (laughs) crazy enough. I got a black bear on camera. Dude, that was insane. So I'll, I'll post that. I know why not. <laughs> Dude, you got to post that. That's a big You can bear. literally like, see the house, house in the like, background. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a road. I thought it was like a parked car or something. <laughs> no, it, that's, a, that's a house. <laughs> wow. Dude, that, that's a big bear. Yeah, I know. And I asked you, I was like, is it bear season down there? Like, Buy a tag, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because it was like broad daylight. It was 930. Broad daylight. 936, I think. In the morning. Yeah, stupid. So, it's crazy. Yeah, that was right where I walk into. So I don't know. It was crazy. So it's <laughs> it looks open in that video I send you, but it's pretty thick. Like it's twelve, like six to twelve foot high, like brushy undergrowth. But then there's like slivers of openings. It's it's just weird. And uh, how how high are you climbing there? <sighs> high, highest I've ever been up in a tree. Like Fecto High? 16, 17. Uh, yeah, you're getting in my realm. Not 18. I wouldn't say 18. But, you know, I've... Oh, another thing. I'll do a little what's in the bag. I was going to yeah. say, I was going to ask you about that. I forgot that. about that. <laughs> we haven't done this in a while. Um, Add it in there. So Throw we have... Uh, we both use sticks, climbing sticks. Three leg or three pegged. No steps on both sides. I think they're Hawk Heliums. Yes, they are. I use the. I also use the silent approach steps. Yes. Yeah, I think that's what they're called. Yes. Silent approach yep. steps. I gave you a pair or a set of my sticks, and you got me the steps. It's just a strap. Tradesies, man. A strap with of like a foot peg, and they're. I like love them. A plastic yeah. L peg, basically. Ba- a plastic yeah, L peg. Literally, that's all it is. With a little buckle, and bam, you're on. And it. Now. Most people look at that and they go, no, <laughs> I'm not using that to climb a tree. So but. What, what I'll say is this. If you're nimble, it's great. <laughs> I'm definitely more nimble than you are. Uh, yeah. No offense, but like None I can, I climb up a tree. It takes you like a half a year and I'm just fucking sleeping over there. But yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm slow. I'm like a sloth climbing a tree. Just slow and steady. But, you know, I like zip right up it. But the biggest thing, the biggest reason I got it is, one, I hunt a lot of public land. I hate leaving shit out there. Yeah. So easy to set up and take down. And it's quieter. Silent approach. Like, eh. Can I ask you something, though? With the ratchets, because it, is it one ratchet strap? Or how do the other, how so the steps? It's just like the, you pull it through like a single, there's no ratchet yeah. to it. You just pull it through. So the top does the top one have a ratchet? The top one has a ratchet. So we're not there yet. So when you ratchet that, that's we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. So like, (laughs) I got it because you can just strap it to the tree. There's nothing going into the tree. So I have I use a combination of the two. I have one stick with two eighter steps that gets me up immediately six to seven feet, and then I use six silent approach steps. And um, that gets me up like a foot and a half each step. And then I have a ring of steps, yep. which you were talking about earlier, where 
the other ones are just like you slide it through and pull it tight and that's it's locked in and they're friggin' strong. They're I think they're weighted for 350, 500 pounds, something like that. And this ratchet strap is like there's a fucking there's a ratchet strap. Straight up <laughs> has six of these steps in a circle. Put it around the tree, tie it, and ratchet it down. And your question was, can it be quiet? And it is. If you can just hold a couple pieces of metal on it, where you pull back, mm. and you just like pull the lever and move in back and forth, completely silent. But the only mm. downfall to the steps that I noticed is if you walk through a ton of water, and you're climbing, you could squeak. Oh with the yeah, plastic. yeah, yeah. But. Yep. That's a minor issue. I feel like I could have had that on the sticks. I think I've had that on the sticks. Just less often because they're like, they have the grooves in the stick on the pegs. But this is kind of a little more flat. So it's a little easier to squeak. This is just a thought. And this is a ridiculous thought. But I'm going to throw like it out felt. there. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you wear felt boots? Oh, I was going to say, why don't I put felt on the. Uh, I put like felt. I'd wear like felt boots. I feel like, like that would fall off pretty quick. Yeah. I, I think if I put it on the step, it would work, but I don't have felt right now. That This is champagne problems right now. <laughs> <laughs> the sticks are nice. And then at the top, I have a strap for my uh, my bow, so everything is non-intrusive into the tree, which is nice. Yeah. But anyway, that's that's for what in, what's in the bag for today. Now, you also bought a strap for the bow hanger, right? Yeah, so I, I bought the strap for the bow hanger which I attached my Ozonics, like, buckle to it so I can put my Ozonics, my bow, my quiver, all on the tree. Nothing, again, nothing screws in, which is perfect, but... And you love you love the strap yeah. as far as the bow hanger? Yeah, it's just a strap. Holds the bow just fine? Yeah, it's like the same buckle as my steps. Gotcha. So, wicked strong, but... Yeah, so... Huh. Up, update that during the season so it was kind of like a learning on the on the fly type deal but uh yeah you know hunting that private land like i was saying with the bear um there it's just we've hit the october lull <laughs> uh we are neck deep in the october lull i mean that's an understatement like um, i can't escape it right now i've been going out uh, religiously yeah i I'll get into my my opening day for archery. I mean, delayed opening day, I should say. You know, two deer in the freezer. I backed off on the throttle, like I said. Um, so I'm looking to shoot my target bucks, and um, I'm waiting for that perfect opportunity to like pounce. You know, I'm just waiting for that that perfect condition. Um, you know, like for example, side note, like today it was raining, and I was like, ah, like I could hear like this voice in the back of my mind be like, don't be a bitch ass, like get out in the woods, like hunt it. And I'm like, you know what? Like I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for that perfect opportunity. There's a couple of days later this week that, that looked better. And, uh, I'm just, I'm waiting for the right time. And, uh, it's too early. Cause there was one day that I came out of the woods in the morning and I called you. I was like, dude, I'm thinking about pulling this tree stand, moving this tree stand, and doing that. And you were just like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> I'm like, "What?" You're like, "You just take the afternoon off. You have two deer in the freezer. Just stop." And I was like, "You're right. I, I might." Do I know. That. It yeah, literally that, that went from great. like two total extremes where I'm gonna blow up my entire spot. I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna pull this. I'm gonna cut this. I'm gonna sweat all over hell and i'm literally was driving to go fishing i vividly remember <laughs> i'm like what are you doing like why are you stressing so much <laughs> dude i was like it's because i wanted i wanted my tar i wanted my target deer to happen now and it's like you can't force those issues you have to wait for the right time it will happen if it's going to happen and it's your frustrations start to, you know, set in place just because you're like, what do I need to do to make this happen? And it's like, if you've done all your homework leading up to this point, just let the let the game play. Like, let just let the, you know. Chips fall where the they may. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like, let it happen. Um, so, you know, I'm trying not to get too aggressive. We're coming. I think we're in the middle of pre-rut right now um, is where we're at. And it's still a little early to be aggressive with some strategies and maneuvers. 
Um, but this this week, the tail end of this week, I mean, we might we may be coming into rut here um, pretty quick. It, so it usually falls around around my birthday, right when the the spike horns are really chasing after some does. But from the years, I mean, we we've had. The last week of October, first week of November is like really where we start to see buck activity increase uh, substantially. So, um, you know, the October lull here is definitely living up to its name. Uh, like, yeah. It is <laughs> frustrating. Like, but you, you got to hunt. I keep telling myself this as I'm walking through the woods. Pretend your target buck is within 100 yards. That's how you hunt. And I've just been going by that each and every time I walk into the woods. So... You know, with, with the crossbow now, it is kind of a cluster in the saddle. There's a lot going on. Uh, you need to make sure that if you're grasping one part of the crossbow, like, I mean, I'm wearing this, like, I mean, I'm wearing this like a Navy SEAL. Like, the crossbow's just sitting on my <laughs> chest. And I'm like, here we go. Strapped like, like an AR. <laughs> dude, it's, I mean, it's, as my neighbor would say as I was walking down the road, he's like, dude. You just look badass coming out of the woods. I was like, I feel badass, dude. <laughs> but uh, it's it's definitely a game changer. It is, you know, you're not worried about a release. It's it's incredible. It really is. Um, it's gonna be a game changer. I feel so. Um, but uh, I feel like there was something else I was gonna mention before moving on. Um, well, I can fill the time. Because Go one thing it. I want to say about the October lull down here, where I would say we're definitely in the pre-rut phase, De- definitely getting mm. that on camera with s- smaller deer. But uh, I have been seeing more deer than you lately, which I do want to put out there. I have seen two deer in a week. Two deer in a week. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. <laughs> That's my success for the October lull. But I'm hoping... Uh, s- so you know what's been haunting me? Like, our earlier pods that we did, I literally stated this on a pod. I don't know which one. If I don't see a deer in my spot, my regular spot, there's a problem. I know you did say it, that, and I was like, damn, that that, that's a fucking ha- claim. <laughs> <laughs> that has haunted me. Like, this whole October low. I'm like, oh, man, like, kicking myself. Yeah, I'm I'm serving the time. Yeah, I'm you definitely the time. are, and I've been very cautious, cautiously optimistic, and I'm glad but I have been. <laughs> oh shit! What now? Let's get into this. So for this oh shit segment, this was a scare. Huge. This was uh, a mega scare, dude. When I called you, you were like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah." So this is my oh shit moment uh, for this segment. To get to my hunting, my regular hunting spots, I have to cut through a property. And, uh, you know, thankfully, the, these people have, you know, they have given me the privilege to cut through this property year after year. And uh, it's funny because, you know, the gentleman that owns the property, he's like, by the time you go into the woods, it's dark. When you come out of the woods, it's dark. He's like, I don't care. I'm like, all right, sweet. Uh, because it is kind of a walk, I don't know, probably like, 300 yards in um so it is kind of a hike to get out of there from the tree stand get down and then hike out well as i was walking out one night um i actually came out a little bit later because i did have an encounter with uh with three three deer that i i did not shoot because one it was after legal time and two they were not my my target deer so literally had to sit and wait for those deer to go by so i came out of the woods a little bit later and i bumped into one of the the uh, the property owner's wife and they had informed me that I was not going to be able to cut through next year through this property and I was like what I was like are you and I was completely understandable it's their property which I get like yes uh you know if that's what they want that's absolutely fine it's their property and I told them that. I was like I completely understanding but then uh had a second second conversation with them. And basically just said, hey, listen, like, you folks are allowing me to put food on the table for my family year after year, and I appreciate that so much. You know, I understand that this is a, an opportunity, a privilege, if you will, to do this. And, you know, just laid it out for him. Because, you know, 
they're hunter they're a hunting family as well uh but they don't hunt this property uh they have other places that they hunt which is great and uh you know after having a conversation with them and just you know talking to them uh there was a there was a compromise um there i have a tree stand uh that is where i shot um ace last year uh which is approximately 150 yards from the house now it needs to be by by law it needs to be what how far 300 feet right 300 feet 100 yards right yep so it's well within that that uh, limit but uh the owners were like well it's still a little close to the house which i was like you know what i'm f- if that's what it takes to keep you know going through your property and being able to hunt this pro- this this uh this piece of property here then yes i will do that so i told them i was like i'm not going to hunt that tree stand um, and what I'll do is after the season's over, I'll, I'll take it down and relocate it if need be, um, further in the woods, uh, which might go back to the idea that, uh, you know, making those irrational decisions, we can do that in the off season now. But, um, so that's going to be a relocated stand, which, you know, that's, that's a compromise and I am perfectly fine with that. Yep. And perfectly fine. I can already think of not trees, but, uh, a couple of spots I'd move it to. So it's not like it's got yeah. wasted and dead space at this point. Right, right. So, I mean, I was completely understandable, which I still am, you know. Um, and uh, so I, I thanked them. I must have thanked him 10 times. Um, because otherwise, if, if I can't cut through that property, I have literally a 1,000-yard walk to get noisy. to where I want to start hunting. And noisy and thick and just it's... And they even said that. They're like, that would suck if you had to walk all the way from there. I was like, yep, yep, it would. <laughs> it would be a big so, issue. <laughs> once again, th- I mean, they're not here, but thank you. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, But it's just, I don't know. They, they don't own the property that I'm actually hunting. Um, it's a public, uh, public land, but, I mean, I mean, ugh. if they close that window of opportunity... It's a that's a huge game change. Yep, huge game change. I, I think uh, we had a conversation a while back now. I would say at least a month, if not two, where I was mm. I was saying that you know you're you're riding into like what I would consider <laughs> is like your peak seasons for that property where you know it really well, you know the patterns, yeah. and you have the equipment. Now it's all about yeah. like capitalizing, and I feel like your years. I'm not saying they're numbered. But at this spot, they're like, there's a clock, and there's always going to be something I, that happens. Dude, you're like, when you said that, I had the realization, I'm like, this isn't forever. Like, this will not be forever. Like, enjoy these moments, enjoy these sits, even if you don't see a deer. And this only highlights the importance of being able to communicate with uh, your landowners that you can, you know, you want to be able to communicate with them, you know, uh, on the fl- not only on the fly, but um, you know, just let them be aware of what you're doing. And also, like, because if you're cutting through their property, like, that's a privilege. Remember that. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're hunting their property, that's a privilege. Like, you know, have an open line of communication and just uh, be honest with your landowners. And because, I mean, with I, there's a lot of private land in Maine. Mm-hmm. A lot of private land in Maine. So Northeast as a whole, you know. There's not a lot of yeah. big swaths of hundreds of acres to go run around in, you know. I'm dealing with right. a fuck ton of property lines and posted property. And, you know, I'm very fortunate to have one, you know, private spot. And by the end of the year, hopefully I can give him some meat and, you know, like a card and thank him and help him with his lawn sometime in the summer. Like, for sure. All these yeah. different things that, you know, pay it forward. And, that, and now in Maine, you know, doing those things have given me quote-unquote lifetime access for as long as we own this property I'm like hell yeah like <laughs> even though i probably won't yeah. hunt it like damn straight like i can just pull up and no questions asked and you make a good point like sending them a card i mean it's so simple you know but it's the thought that counts like and that only allows you to continue to hunt there year after year it's like a just that gift of like whether it's a package of meat or you know with this uh with this person that i'm able to cut through like i usually give them like either the heart or the liver like because they they love those those uh meals so um you know just being able to have that good uh 
what's the word relationship with those landowners yep. is is key for continuous success. So all right, enough uh, about I, being friggin' soft and fluffy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, to be soft and fluffy. Everyone be soft and fluffy. Yeah. But we're done with that. So I think we've, I would say <laughs> we've definitely gotten into this to where, our uh, from the saddle, you know what we're seeing in the field. We've. <laughs> We're, we're going to recap four weeks worth of From the Saddle, where it was great, it was hot, it's cooled off, we're in the October lull, but, you know, pre-rut is definitely a thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I summed it up so right there, from, right? <laughs> I mean, From the Saddle, I mean, based on my cameras, I'm getting pictures of, like, the little spike horns that are dueling with each other, you know, not, like, aggressive, like, fighting, it's, like, playful fighting like getting ready for it. So it's it's not even like if you're going to rattle, you might want to imitate maybe like two spike horns that are rattling. Uh, it's not quite rut right now, so you don't want to be too aggressive with your rattling. Uh, grunting, I've done some grunting. Haven't had a lot of success with that either. Um, but uh, another thing I've noticed from the saddle was a lot of scrapes. Mm. Not mock scrapes, actual scrapes. And what I do is a little trick. If you find a scrape in the middle of the woods and you don't have a camera on hand obviously grab a leaf pick up a stick with the leaf don't make direct contact with the stick and drop that son of a gun in the middle of that mock scrape or in the middle of that scrape because then you know as you come back through the woods maybe a day or two later did they revisit that site mm. did another buck hit that and scrape at it yep uh if the stick's gone you know like oh they revisited which I did notice that the other day, and I was like, oh, shit. So, so. stupid question, you know, for those, and Hit you me. know, wouldn't know how big of a stick you're talking, like pinky worth or, like, thumb or, like, a tiny little, yeah, like. Don't make it, like, a freaking, like, branch. Like, literally, like, the no bigger than, like, the size of your pinky as far as, like, diameter yep. is what I do. Um, you want something big enough where they, when they actually kick it, it actually goes out. It doesn't break apart. Um, but, uh, this, this, mo this scrape that I saw, you could see that there was like linear lines, mm. like striations almost in the dirt from their claws. And I was like, dude, that's literally from like last night. Like that was fresh. Yep. And so I'm pretty sure that was Hellboy that came through because I've getting some pictures of him walking through that area. So, and the reason why I say pre-rut is because I had three does go through Literally an hour later, here comes Hellboy on the same trail, same direction as those does. So I was like, hmm, maybe I'll throw out some estrus. So I've been flirting with estrus, too. So far, nothing. Yeah, I have too early? not. Maybe. I have not even pulled it out yet. You know, I'm, I'm going to wait, be patient. Yep. I have certain properties where I'm, I wouldn't say I'm buck hunting, but like, there i know there's bucks in it so i'm like avoiding it you know keeping that fresh and going to this yeah. other property where i know there's not bucks but you know there's smaller deer i can hunt them fill the freezer then on like a saturday like all right i can go to this spot and see what happens basket racks baby so to wrap up our first episode in 10 years <laughs> <laughs> what what's what's on the camera dude so it's been like Pretty slow, I would say, uh, here in my area. As far as, like, buck activity, if you had to grade it, uh, <laughs> I'd give it, like, right now, maybe, like, uh, if I had to do, like, 0 to 10, I'd give it, like, a 5, maybe a 6. Maybe a 6. Uh, but more recently, let's get down to the nitty-gritty camera poll. I had two nocturnal bucks come through. And these bucks are bucks I've never seen before. Never in the ever since july had never seen them new bucks and they are behemoths they are <laughs> dude the first one i was like that's a great buck he's got one brown tine one uh brow tine and uh it's weird he's got a beautiful like you know uh rack that goes quite high and i call him atlas um and then I was like, this is great, like, new buck. I was jacked up. I was on the phone with you as I was going through this. Yeah, I, yes, I remember that now. <laughs> and I was like, dude. I was like, dude, dude, dude. I'm like, another one, another one. Bigger. I mean, this one, dude, he's going to be 
I wouldn't say he's the dominant buck, but he is in contention. So I call him Drax. Um, he is a huge nine point. He is a big boy. And both of these bucks I got on video, which we'll post for you folks on Instagram. And uh, they are both hitting my mock scrape. Pretty awesome. Now, pretty awesome. Pretty cool. The the days leading up to that, I was spraying some dopey in the mock scrape because I remember you telling me last year that even does were hitting the mock scrapes. Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't have any buck urine on me. And to be honest with you, I didn't have to piss. So <laughs> I had dopey and I was like, I'll just throw that in there. And lo and behold, these two bucks came through and definitely checked it out. Um, and uh, I don't think they actually scored scraped at the ground but they definitely checked it out for sure um the video cuts off a little bit early so i don't know if they actually like pissed in the the scrape but uh dude at midnight they came through and then at 4 35 a.m they came through you know they'll so, be there in a couple weeks I, during daylight the fact that they're out there exciting dude I'm, i've been I'm telling you pink. i've been telling you this whole damn time like they're gonna you're gonna have like one or two show up and you're gonna be like, oh my god. Yeah. But these ones are definitely like <laughs> worthy of that praise. Calendar worthy, dude. But come rut, those boys are gonna be prime, prime time. So I got options now. I got I got four options that I'm willing to punch my ticket on. Uh Mule, Bjorn, uh Atlas and Drax. I think Hellboy's gonna get passed this year. Um, yeah. just because, uh, oh, uh, one question VP shoot. pass we'll hard see, pass. We'll see about that. Hard pass. Uh, I, November so 18th. With, we'll see about that. Okay. That's a whole different, <laughs> I, like, but that's, I purposely dude. said November 18th because you okay, still have yeah. a week or two of rifle. And then if you want a muzzleloader. But your mass What's exodus that? is right around. Uh, <laughs> your mass exodus yeah. is right around November twentieth. Yeah, around there. Yeah. So and that's why I'm... the deer just leave. So yeah. But uh, I mean, VP. I mean, if it's towards the end of the season, I've even <sighs> seen him in like a couple months. Do you see him outside of Velvet? Yeah. No. I... Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. He was. Uh, he was actually fighting with Forky a little bit, um, which. Youth Day, just a little side note, Youth Day, uh, a spike horn was taken out of my spot uh, by um, by one of the uh, youth, and uh, the gunshot just <laughs> I would hope. scared the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, 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 I would, you hope. would hope, right? <laughs> well, I heard the gunshot, and I was like, oh, a youth just shot, and uh, come to find out, it was, uh, it was a spike horn that was shot, so a 120-pound uh, spike horn, so eh, not bad. They can have it. Um, I know there's bigger ones out there. So, but uh, yeah. So on, tomor on tomorrow's hunt. Tomorrow's hunt, which is going to be recorded in ten minutes. <laughs> Five. Yeah. yeah maybe. I want. I want to get you know a glass of water and we'll get to the next Bitch agenda. Ass. I don't have any beer right now, but <laughs> we'll get talking about the October lull a little bit more. We'll get talking yep. about we we got on the water, getting on the water in mass, having a fuck ton of success. You know, fly tying too. Sprinkle that in there, dude. You know, it's, it's gonna be a good one. It's, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be different. You know, maybe a little shorter. We'll see how it goes. Just play it how it is and see how it we'll goes. We'll see. But as always, folks, get in the woods. Get on the water.